Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum, and I've got a guest who I'll be bringing on in just a couple moments. A very recent interview that was recorded in the, towards the middle of January 2023 with someone who just started taking the replins business seriously. You've heard us talk so many other guests about Amazon replins, right? They just started taking their Amazon replins business seriously about three months ago after having some success and turning it off. She had a baby. She homeschools four young kids. She's a pastor's wife. She's got an active photography business as we hear described today. She's only got a spare hour or two a few times per week to grow her business. But in 2022, she managed to sell what was $163,000 on Amazon using the systems that she's learned around here. In 2023, her goal for the year, and we're just in January currently of 2023, but her goal for the year is a couple hundred thousand dollars working just a few hours per week because again, she's busy, but that's a very obtainable goal. She's got about 50 replins, 50 profitable products that she can sell over and over again that she's found using the systems she's learned from us. She's a coaching student. She has a couple of great coaches from our team. She talks about that today. There's links to everything you're going to hear us talk about at silentgym.com. Just look up this podcast episode. If you're watching on YouTube, there's links just below the video to all the different resources and the free resources that we talk about. We spend a little bit of time talking about our virtual assistant program where we actually train a VA, a virtual assistant to work just for you to help you find profitable inventory. Provenreplinsva.com is that website. Uh, we talk about helping her find a prep center so she can get the entire business out of her house. So she can be like so many other sellers in our community who never see or touch their inventory. They don't do any prepping. They don't touch box tape. Someone else is doing all of that for them as they continue to find great inventory. All they have to do is have someone purchase it, have someone prep it, and then watch the numbers, monitor their business. It sounds awesome, doesn't it? Well, we've got hundreds and hundreds of recent stories of people who are doing that exact business model with success. We've interviewed them on this podcast. You can meet them in our Facebook group. And here's yet another incredible story of someone who's finding some spare time in their week to build a beautiful business that's beginning to scale in a very cool way with a very bright future ahead. So enjoy today's interview with my guest, Chelsea Holmesley. So Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Great to have you, my friend. I'm really looking looking forward to diving into your story today. So why don't we just get started with it? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. I know early on, I listened uh, to a ton of your stories that you guys reported on here. So um, one of the stories actually is what pushed me into the coaching program last year. So super thankful to, to be on here myself now. So a little bit about me. So me and my husband have four kids, seven. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of me to think about. Nine, seven, four, and two. <laughs> Beautiful. That's their ages. My husband is a senior pastor at a church, so we're very involved in our church, um, and I also homeschool the kids. Oh, so good for you. In addition to homeschooling, I run a photography business. Um, I've been doing that for 14 years. I have a studio in the area, so I do newborn photography and family, and also wedding photography. Up until 2019, I was basically doing a wedding every Saturday, which is what pushed me into looking for e-commerce. Around 2019, my daughter, my oldest daughter, was getting to the point where she was in dance recitals and sports was coming up. And I found myself missing a lot of the, you know, key moments on the weekends. So, and I never really wanted to leave photography. I still do photography. In fact, I, I did a school this morning and photos for them. But I wanted something that could supplement my income. 
so that I could step back when I needed to. I didn't want photography to be all of, you know, all of my income. So it was actually the summer of 2019. We were on vacation and I went with one goal in mind. I was going to research everything possible on that vacation uh, that I could do from home to earn money. I actually did not. Amazon wasn't even in my mind. I didn't even know sellers were on Amazon. I thought Amazon sold it. So that wasn't even on my on my mind when I went on vacation. But uh, Amazon is what came up first. So that's just what I watched. So that was just like, oh wow, people selling Amazon. Like that was, I was super intrigued by that whole idea. So, so you, you spent your vacation researching home business ideas. Every minute. Like, well, you know, on vacation, you go to the beach and you sit there and you're there for eight hours. Yeah, so. you read a fiction book or something, not you. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. I listen to, and I, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Like, I'm always yeah. trying to figure out, like, what's next? You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've always been in business for myself. So, you know, it's just like, okay, we need more income. All right, I got to figure out how to make it. So let's figure it out. So. So, you know, I, I went on vacation with the intention of I'm going to come back and we're, we're going to start something else. And my husband is very supportive. Like, he's like, sure, whatever. Like, that's your thing. Figure <laughs> like, go with it. So, yeah, I listened to and, and I saw your course, but you had to purchase it. And so I wasn't really committed yet. So I just listened to all the free YouTube stuff that I could find at first. I don't think I have found your podcast yet. Yeah. So actually on the way home from vacation... And I had not mentioned to my husband anything about Amazon. He knew I was listening to stuff, but he didn't know it was Amazon. But on the way home, he was like, hey, you know, there's this guy at church. Uh, his name's Levi, and he's doing these great numbers. You should check his Instagram account out. You actually had Levi on your show. Oh. It's been a few years. Pendergrass. Um, Pendergrass. Yeah. He yes. goes to your church. Yeah. So he, well, he fills in for us sometimes in our worship band. Wow, so, that's yeah. so cool! Small world. So okay, really now, like where are you guys at? Remind me. <laughs> where, where do you? Where are you guys? What state? I am right right near Charlotte. I'm in South Carolina, but I'm really Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right, fantastic. So his name came up, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I was reading about. Was so this is like, all right, let's do this. So I called him uh, on the way home from vacation, set up a time to meet. Like the next week, he met with me. We did like a four-hour crash course, basically, and he taught me all that you know I needed to know to set up an account. He told me about your course, and at that time he was mostly doing wholesale, so right. that's what he taught me was wholesale. I, I had never even thought of OA at this point. You know, I'm just very like really new to this. So, I mean, within two months, I had a wholesale account that was doing phenomenal. I mean, I was selling six, seven thousand dollars a month off two items on one wholesale account. So I had all my eggs in one basket, but I was making money. So I was thrilled with it. And that went, you know, that was August of 2019, was doing great. And then almost got up to $10,000 a month off one item and COVID hit. So when COVID hit, it was kind of like, you know, I was pregnant with my fourth. My daughter now is coming home and I'm having to figure out homeschool. And, you know, we all just were like, it's just too much. So I stepped back from Amazon for a while. I didn't really, you know, my husband has a great job. So I didn't like I needed to do it. Like I just needed to take something out of what was going on. So Amazon's kind of what was put on the back burner for a little while. Right. So, and then last year, uh, end of 2021, my daughter was older, you know, one, she was sleeping through the night. We got our homeschool routine down. It was like, okay, I think I can. And actually it was Levi again. He posted something on Instagram. 
And I'm like, man, he's really doing good. I got to get back in this. Um, he actually came to the church and I saw him and made me think of it. So I actually turned on your podcast and I watched Leah Moglin. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Leah Moglin. Yeah, Leah Modlin. Yeah, yeah. One of the great coaches um, on our team. And yeah, she's, she did the, uh, well, maybe I'm mispronouncing it. Hopefully not. <laughs> but not. I don't know. He's one of the great coaches on our team uh, who yeah. built the OA training, OA Simplified, which is now one of the modules in the Proven Amazon course. But yeah, yeah. so you heard her episode. That was a powerful episode for sure. Yeah, for I those who don't know, it's just yeah. a mom that's doing six figures in sales per month using the replan strategies that we teach without ever seeing or touching her inventory. Right. Pretty incredible. Yeah, I'll stick a link to that episode in the show notes for those who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, so I listened to her story, and then it was during that story where I was like, okay, like I'm really doing this, and I'm going to sign up for coaching. So I think I actually messaged you on Facebook that same day. and was like, hey, let's own the coaching program, and then Kyle got with me and signed me up. So um, it was a super smooth process. Can't say enough about the team. I mean, they got me hooked up really quickly, got me a coach, uh, two coaches, actually, um, and they have been great super transparent uh women have been great teachers so that's awesome who are your coaches who uh, are your Victoria, coaches uh tori you know what i don't know how to say her last name I don't know how to say tori newton yeah yeah <laughs> and gail uh gail yeah gail well we've got some great coaches there's 60 of them and okay. it's and i don't know many of them as well as i should Although they've all been in our community for a while and they've built beautiful businesses, uh, it's oftentimes the students know their coaches way better than I know the coaches, simply because our organization has grown to that level. But yeah, two amazing coaches you've got for sure. I mean, and I, Victoria, I mean, we would have like an hour set for our time and she would just, I mean, we'd be up till 11 o'clock, it'd be way past the hour and she's still just pouring into me and it was just phenomenal. I mean, I know not every coach can do that, but she really gave me a lot of time. So yeah, um, very, very giving people thankful. for sure. Yeah. Very thankful for her. Yeah. So, uh, another reason I wanted to do coaching was when I, when I messaged Levi again, so I kind of put it on the back burner for a year. I came back, I messaged Levi again. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing now? Cause you're doing wholesale. What, what's new? Um, so he was like, well, I'm doing OA now. And I'm like, well, what's that? You know what OA was? So that's like, okay, well, that's let me look into that. So that was one of the things. I knew the term TA. I didn't know what it was, new tactical arbitrage. But when I signed up for the account, was like, this is rocket science. I need a teacher for this. <laughs> I felt like it was a lot. And you guys didn't have a course at that time. It wasn't a TA course. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about tactical arbitrage. Yeah. yeah. It, at that time, like you said, we we weren't training on advanced ta strategies oa simplified that course does go into that which i'm mm -hmm. thinking you probably went through that course as much as you yeah, liked leah I heard the term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but at the time we didn't have that training hadn't launched yet so right. you're kind of figuring out which tactical arbitrage can be a bit overwhelming without some training for sure yeah so that was one of the big things for coaching too was i just wanted to learn how to use that program better so they taught me that that was great yeah so that's about it. I mean, now I'm just still doing, I mean, now I, I would say my store is more diverse now. Like I don't just have one item making all of, cause that was one of the things I wasn't happy about. Like, yeah, I'm making, I'm selling a lot, but it's one thing like that takes, that's like the whole thing. You're vulnerable. 
Yeah, you're very vulnerable. Yeah, and I didn't, just I didn't really know, like, I feel like I stumbled upon that by accident. You know, like, how did I really find that, you know? So I really wanted to get comfortable in, in learning. And I reached out to Kyle early on because I was interested in VA. I was kind of going between, do I do a coach? Do I do a VA? I had so much money that I could spend. And he was really, like, great. He was like, look, learn how to fish first, right? Don't hire someone else to do it for you. So, you know, do the coaching, learn how to do it. And then when you learn it yourself, then hire a VA. So I thought mm-hmm. that was very smart. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to learn how to do the job. Yeah, that's, so now it, I'm able that's to good advice. Well, so how is business going now? What's it look like now that, you know, you've you've got, uh, by the time that you jumped back into it, learning from a replens angle with a coach, you've got a, what, a year and a half, two years at this point, approximately? Uh, well, not, well, yeah, about a year. About a year. Okay. We're at about a year. Yeah, my, my, I just finished my first full year selling on Amazon. So I started the coaching program in like January of last year. So okay. January to December, you know, we really didn't start Zoom calls and everything until February. But okay, yeah. so we're still less than a year that you've been studying yeah, the replans, yeah. proven Amazon course type strategies. Okay, yeah. So right. fill, us, fill us in on how it's going. What you know, what's yeah, the, I mean, the numbers look good. like? Um, I'm not just selling one item, so I'm, I'm like 50 50 now. I've got 50 percent wholesale, 50 percent, you know, doing OA, just finding items, and and really, I'm only using TA Eva. So one of the things I was doing early on, and, and my margin's a little bit low because my expenses were so high in the first like six months of the year, because I was paying for three leads lists. So I had like $800 a month I was spending in tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at one point halfway through the year where Victoria was like, let me look at your inventory lab. And she was just like, you know, I really don't think you need to be on all these leads lists right now. And so I had learned like how to find my own items. So I was like, yeah, hey, you know what? I think I can let this go. And I really didn't feel a hit from it. By that point, I knew how to find things on my own. Um, so I was able to let those leads list go. And that has helped my numbers a little bit. Nice. So you dropped off all three of them. I dropped off all, all of them. And Good. I would say I didn't, I didn't even skip a beat. I mean, I just, yep. you know, I just kept finding my own stuff. Yeah. There's something um, very alluring about a leads list as a new seller. Yeah. Like, oh, someone's already done all this hard work for me. That's great. Yeah, I'll pay a few dollars and get a list of great products. In theory, it sounds beautiful, but those end up being shiny objects that don't quite pan out so often because other people are seeing those lists and they get passed around and they get shared. And pretty soon that stuff that looks great today, you jump forward a month later, if it's on a leads list of any kind, and it's just, it's not sustainable. They don't last. Uh, That's why we love seeing you find your own or using a virtual assistant that works just for you as good solutions for finding inventory. And I've, I've, I've never endorsed a list of any kind. Not that there's not some that are good out there, but the good ones attract right. attention and then they're not good anymore because they got too much attention. So it's like right. a catch-22. Right. And you can, I mean, I know like a lot of coaches will teach rabbit trailing from leads lists, which yes. is great. Like, you could definitely use a leads list for rabbit trail. Um, but for me, at the time on that, with the amount of money I have to spend and, they, and the profit I was making, my coach was like, you really need to put all your money back into your business. And then yeah. once you're selling a lot more, if you want to hop on a leads list for rabbit trailing, do that. But, you know, mm-hmm. so I hopped on that. So, yeah, so I my goal for last year was 150000 just Just to sell 150000 in sales was my goal. And, uh, you know, you can't have a million-dollar business with so much money. Like, you got to have the money to make sense. So I knew with the amount of money I had to spend, like, 
that was still a stretch that I, I feel like I could do it. Um, so I did, and I went past that. Like I went uh, 163. Yeah, nice. Next. Yeah, 163,000. 163 in 2022. Yeah, so my first year. And I took off, I mean, there was like three months in the middle of the year where my wholesale account, which was at that point still a big portion of my business, and they just didn't have inventory. So I could have done a lot better. I've really only been finding my own stuff for the last few months. So, you know. How, how many like, months you said? Last three? Yeah, the last like three months, I've really been like, the light bulbs come on and I'm finding my own stuff. Yeah, but up until that point, I was still really dependent on my wholesale account. And yeah, the, the one list. you kind of the ones you kind of fortunately stumbled into, and then the leads list that was right. kind of your business. And, and now I was making money off the leads list. I mean, I, but the problem with the leads list is that it's not replenishable. Yeah. I was buying uh, two or three units of an item, and and my tactic was I could get it shipped out really quick. I didn't have a prep center, so I made the mm-hmm. and I got it out, and I sold it before the price tanked. But I would get bit a little because I'd go back to it and I'd try to redo that same process on the same ASIN and it already tanked to now I'm out money that I just made. Because it's on um, a leads list and a lot of other people right. are seeing it. Right. So it's it's a so race at that point. Well, thing, probably can make some money, but it's not replenishable. It's not something that's going to grow. And I need yeah. something to grow. I was really interested in, you know, replay model of, you know, buying a hundred different ASINs, four of them and getting, you know, a larger business in that way. Yes. Um, man. So yeah, 162,000 is what I ended up. That doing. that's phenomenal, by the way. Homeschooling yeah, your and, kids. And I'm barely working it. I mean, I'm still I'm homeschooling the kids. Yeah. I'm, I mainly run my photography business. I mean, that's still a big portion of my week. So you know, with Amazon, it's. How, how many hours a week would you say you're putting in on average? Last three I mean, months. A day. I was spending an hour a day, some days two hours because I was really learning, you know, how mm-hmm. to use TA. But now that I'm more comfortable, I would say like an hour a day, maybe two hours on, on a weekend day because I'm still prepping. I could spend two, three hours just prepping everything. I do that once a week. But yeah, as far as sourcing, I would say an hour. That's awesome. And yeah. what's your goal for 2023? Have you thought through it yet with like the trajectory you're on? I think if I could just break 200,000, you know, that's probably a small goal. But in my mind, I'm like, I, can just, I don't want to set a goal that I can't attain. So, yeah. Well, no, that's a very realistic, reasonable goal that should be fairly easy for you to hit with the trajectory that you're on. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to at this point. And You've in done- Q4 for me, I was blown away by December because, you know, I was having, you know, 12, 13,000 months consistently the whole year. And then it comes December and I was sold 22,000 and I barely put time. And for me, photography is huge. In, the fall. Everybody wants Christmas photos. Mm-hmm. So I hardly put anything at Amazon, barely sending in just what I could, just a little bit of what I could find. And right. it was already there. And I still sold almost 23,000 in December, which for me was just crazy. So that's awesome. Well, how's your yeah, January looking now that we're, <laughs> now that we're a month on the other side of that, how's your, how's your January, January looking? Uh, January is still comparably good. I'm out up to 13,000. So, you know, for me, it's, it's been good. Yeah. A very solid yeah, month for sure. Yeah. yeah. In case we're still, there's still several days left in the month. So it's going to be a strong month for you. But yeah, you, you can't argue with the, this, the strength of a good December, especially if you're selling any kind of seasonal or, you know, gift related type of items for sure. Um, right. Well, what categories are you, what categories are you in? Where, what uh, do you uh, sell? Mostly apparel, mostly clothing. Hmm. Yeah. Not as a replin that you can restock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
So talk like is in the clothing category. Gotcha. That's great. Yeah, there's replins in every category. This many people buy this this item this many times for this long. It's just insane. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Sounds like you found a good one. Right. How many replins do you have? Not a ton right now. Uh, 50. 50. But, but it's still 10 of them are still carrying. Like I've still got like my, my prize 10, right. That, that can run the show for me. So I'm still working on adding to that. You'll have to come see me again in about two or three years and see where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, yeah. if you keep, keep adding them on, you know, faster than you're occasionally losing them, you grow a catalog that 50, yeah. soon 100, 300. Lose some. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it happens. That's the, that's the game. You're finding them faster than you're losing them though. That's the game. And it's not that hard to do to find a good handful every day and then to lose, you know, a few a week. That's kind of how it works. Um, and then you just scale and build your systems on top of that. It sounds like you're doing a tremendous job. Well done. You know, photography business, young kids, which just being the mom, if that's your only job description, the mom of four young kids and you've got them at home, homeschooling. Are you kidding me? Like we were there, you know, that four turned into five for us eventually. And they were all kind of in that crazy age of, you know, there's always a spill and there's always someone who took someone's toy and <laughs> someone's, you know, yeah. scraped knees. One day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a full-time job. I have a deep appreciation for that. So, then, so that have a photography business, a pastor's wife, which comes with its own set of, right. you know, some, you know, there's a birth or a death or a, a wedding or, you know, those kind of celebrations and things that you kind of expect to be a part of. And then to build a business you know, that's on track to do a couple hundred thousand dollars this year on the side. That might be what keeps my sanity though. You know, that gives you something, an outlet to work on. <laughs> like, okay, sure. I've cleaned up the kitchen 20 times. That's not getting anywhere, but at least I got a business that's growing, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's a good, it's a good healthy outlet and a good hobby and yeah. putting extra money in the bank, right? Well, that's great. Wait, we didn't ask about your margins yet. So how are those looking? You said they're not quite where you'd like them to be because you were spending a lot of money on those lists. Do you have your numbers for 2022 yet? Just yeah, so we can be transparent. So for, let's see. So I did a hundred. So exactly. I did 162,500 last year. A little under 162. Uh, my cost of goods was 69,000. So my margin, when I did the math, I hopefully did it right. I had a 32% ROI uh, with a 14% margin on that. But that's after I took out tools. So I was spending, like I said, $800 a month from January till about July. Yeah. And then from July on, now I'm spending like 300 a month on tools and I'm not, I'm still selling more. So I haven't like, it hasn't hurt me that much. So your net margins the last three months of the year were significantly really cool, higher. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And when Victoria went into my inventory lab middle of the year, she was like, man, your net margin is like 10%, 9%. We got to work on this. So really I'm low because the first half of the year I was so low. And so I think this next year I'll do much better. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be playing around the 20%. I'd like to, my goal would be to get up to 20 in that area. So you said 20? I would like to be 20%. Yeah. yeah. 20% yeah. is what I would aim for. Very doable. Even 25. If you get lean and get a little pickier about your inventories, you get more confident finding it. Yeah. 2025 is very realistic on 200,000. That is a great side gig. It's a great side gig, you know, put an extra $40,000 in the bank for your family working an hour or two a day. That's, that's pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, what else do you want to talk about with your uh, with your story or any questions for me? Anything else on your mind? I think you've painted a pretty cool picture um, of what's possible here. Yeah. I mean, I guess like goals for me would just, one of the big things I talked to Victoria about my coach was, you know, my dining room is starting to look like a factory, you know? <laughs> so I need to get this stuff out. You know, I'm pretty good about getting it out pretty quickly, but Monday through Thursday starts to pile up. And then we spend Saturday, you know, as a family packing up everything, which is fun, but not sustainable mm-hmm. over the long term. So, you know, this year I need to figure out like how to move into handing that off. Um, one of the things that, that Leah mentioned in her podcast was going through a tax-free state. So that's actually what I'm trying to do now is figure out how I can do this you know, in a tax-free state and kind of save some costs there. Yeah, just to get the listeners up to speed on what we're talking about, if they're not familiar with it, when you order products online, obviously you can have them shipped to your house to sell on Amazon, or you can have them shipped to someone else's house is an option we can talk about, a neighbor across the street, maybe, or a prep center in perhaps a tax-free state. There's hundreds of prep centers around the country, around the world, actually. You can go to prepcenternetwork.com and start your research there. We talk about it frequently on this program. I won't dive real deep into this topic as we're talking about specifically, you know, for you today, Chelsea, but Mm -hmm. a tax-free state does offer you some advantages in that when you're shopping online, there's zero sales tax added to your your costs if it's going to a tax-free state instead of to your house, it's going somewhere that is a tax-free state. But typically those taxes are reimbursable to you if you keep track and do the paperwork anyway. But it is a nice discount to get where you don't have to worry about the paperwork. (laughs) Because by law, if you're reselling something, you don't have to pay sales tax on it. And so it's nice just to to eliminate that step altogether and have the product sent somewhere, you know, to to be handled for you. Now, it adds a little money to, it adds a little expense, obviously. But a lot of people find that it pays for itself very quickly and convenience and time. And you can focus on finding more profitable products versus spending a lot of time packaging and putting tape on boxes and that sort of thing, which is pretty low level skill work. Mm-hmm. So perhaps one of the first places you could start is with a, a neighbor, someone near you, just to kind of get it out of your house, get some of it over there. Maybe there's some items. Do you do any merchant fulfilling of any of your products by any chance? I don't. You know, with my crazy life and four small kids, I don't want to take that on. Mm-hmm. And- that I would forget and mess up my score through Amazon, so I don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a couple days late on something, and yeah. so you're all FBA. Yeah, so that's all FBA. Quite often, when, when someone says, "You know, I found a few items that I have to merchant fulfill, and they're, they're fast sellers," maybe it's a bigger, like you know, the the college dorm room refrigerators or something. Like, man, that costs a lot for me to ship that to Amazon, and then for them to store it, and then to ship them to ship it. But I found if I merchant fulfill it, man, I'm making 20, 30 bucks a pop. So they do that themselves, right? You'll hear stories like that. Some of the bulkier, heavier, whatever. You don't have to avoid it. If it's too expensive, just ship it yourself. But it doesn't sound like you're doing any of that. So it may make sense for you, since you're not doing any merchant fulfillment, to go to a model where you're using a prep center and you don't have to send them all of your inventory. You can try a couple different ones and send some to one and some to another. Uh, Keep some for yourself, the stuff that's easy to prep. The stuff that your kids enjoy prepping maybe. And you know, instead of spending two or three hours on a Saturday, now you're just spending half an hour, but we still have this. We still do it. It's part of our family routine. The kids are part of the business, you know. So you can hang on to part of it. There's no reason you have to go all in 
suddenly and make the big change. You can transition. And I prefer to see businesses transition slowly versus go all in on something anyway. That way you can kind of figure it out. But yeah, there's no reason that this has to be done in your house. You know, we've, we've got students, international students, who have never prepped or shipped any of their inventory because out of necessity, they're buying and selling in the US and they live. I was just on the phone with Joseph, one of our coaches who lives in Slovakia. He's never had a package delivered to his house for any of his inventory. It's all prep centers only. So it can be done. It's quite easy actually to make that transition. But no reason not to try it. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing too, you know, I'm hoping for my goals for this year will be prep center and then also maybe by the end of the year, try to try to get a VA, you know, someone to help with with sourcing things. Cause you know, I'm, unless I want to lose sleep, you know, I only got limited amounts of time with four kids and another business. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, time is definitely something that I'm short on. So, yeah. So you, I mean, you can do anything from train a local friend to hire a virtual assistant online. You know, if you go to Google and type in hire virtual assistant, you don't necessarily want to train somebody who's helping a bunch of other Amazon sellers because then you're just giving them some assistance for all those other clients that they have, right? But if you can find someone who works just for you, and ideally, typically, we're encouraging Philippines, Filipinos, just because the dollar goes so far there. It's such a Western-friendly country. They love working for US-based Western companies and the dollar there you know, well, the average hourly wage, as I'm sure you've heard me say, if you've heard some other episodes, but the hour hourly wage in the Philippines is $1 per hour. So if you pay someone $4 per hour, it's like paying them four times minimum wage here in the United States. They're thrilled to work for $4 per hour. And you can put them to work, just get in the proven Amazon course, train them yourself. It will take you a little bit of time, or you can hire one that we've trained and assigned that you mentioned earlier, talking to Kyle with our PRV program, Proven Replens VA. I'll stick a link to that in the show notes. For those who don't know what that is, they can go look it up. But we'd be happy to help you out with that as well. It does cost a little money because we train, you know, we, we find them and vet them and train them and interview them and make sure to test them, make sure they're ready to go. And then once they work for you, as you probably know, they work just for you. They're not building a buy list for a bunch of other buyers. They're working just for you every day finding a good handful of replens just for your business that meets your needs. Uh, and yeah, that will take you to the next level for sure. But there's a few different ways that you can you can go that route. But what you're working towards here, you've kind of already been forced to recognize you're not available in an unlimited quantity of time. You've got to automate and find some systems and do things efficiently. These last few steps are going to take you to the point where, as many of our sellers are experiencing, you're just kind of monitoring your numbers you're not the one sourcing. You're not the one shopping. You're not the one prepping. You're a manager of a business, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, and you're not that far from that. I mean, you're right. just a couple. You're just a few small tweaks away from that, right? And that was the whole point of Amazon, anyways, right? Was I've got my photography business, which is just me. That's got my name on it. I can only do that job. I needed another business that didn't have to be me. So that's what I like about Amazon. It doesn't have to be me doing it. Yeah. Every piece of it can be done by someone else. Yeah. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I'm excited to tell you about easily one of the top three most used Amazon seller tools in our community. I use it 
my team uses it every day, the vast majority of the successful interviewed guests on this podcast use the tool. It's called Rev Seller, and they've got a special price just for this community. You can see the details of what the tool does and see the special offer at provenamazoncourse.com slash Rev Seller. I'll spell it R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. ProvenAmazonCourse.com slash RevSeller. It puts all kinds of useful information right on the screen, right on top of any listing on Amazon that helps you make a really fast, good decision on your inventory buys. You're going to love it. Go see what all it can do for you at ProvenAmazonCourse.com slash RevSeller. Let's get back to the show. Right. And that was the whole point of Amazon anyways, right? was... I've got my photography business, which is just me. That's got my name on it. I can only do that job. I needed another business that didn't have to be me. So that's what I like about Amazon. It doesn't have to be me doing it. Yeah. Every piece of it can be done by someone else. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you consider your photography art. Like that's what you want to do. Right. Oh, I love photography. I I would do photography if I didn't get paid to do it. It's a benefit that I made money doing it, but that's not how it started. It started as a hobby. And then people were like, hey, you're really good at this. Let's you know, do it as a business. And I thought, yeah, well, we could do that. So we've yeah. been for 14 years now. And yeah, so I'm a studio here in Lake Wiley, uh, South Carolina, where I do a newborn things. Yeah, well, send us, send us your info. Up. Maybe get you a few local clients out of it. Send us the link or website or whatever. We'll <laughs> stick it in the show notes. Who yeah. knows? It might hear this and say, hey, uh, that was interesting about that Amazon stuff, but I actually need a photographer for a wedding that's coming up, right? So <laughs> I know our, our son did some wedding photography for a while and and uh, his biggest challenge was the mother-in-laws. <laughs> As a young guy, you know, but um, what kind of, what's your favorite gig with your photography? I'm just curious, like kid photographs or? Yeah, I mean, I love weddings, but that's what I had to really step back from because it's just a secret the flight got kids and that's every saturday i think i will go back to that but but right now i'm really enjoying newborns so i do mm. all the cute little poses i got all the cute little outfits so yeah <laughs> sounds fun. great <laughs> so the idea of having a business that kind of runs itself with a little bit of effort putting money in the bank that allows you to do your other passion project that is also profitable of course but it requires your presence and mm-hmm. demands a lot of your time uh, that's a, right. that's a beautiful arrangement. I don't know how you squeeze it all in. Do people ever say that to you? Like, how do you do all these things? All the, time. <laughs> I need a homeschool for kids, an Amazon business, a photography business, and I don't know. I still get eight hours of sleep, so I'm not quite sure how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't sleep. So when just, you're just don't stop moving from seven a.m. to nine p.m. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It, it tells me how valuable it is that you carved out at some time with us today. That's uh, that that's really cool. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I know that took some planning. You were even you were putting dogs away and turning kids yeah, and all yeah, that. I was at a school. I was actually at a school all morning. I walked in the door and hopped right on here. I was doing Valentine's Day photos for a preschool. So that's what I've been doing all morning. So really yeah, appreciate. Really appreciate and, you, you know, hanging you enjoy out. your uh, hobby or your other business so much more when you're not worried about finances. So yes. when you're taking this burden off, you need to make this much money in photography. When you're trying to strive for that goal, it kind of becomes less fun, right? Mm-hmm. But now that I've got Amazon making the money that I have to make, it's like, okay, I can still do photography, but now it's like really enjoyable. It's just something yeah. I want to do again. It takes the pressure off of that hobby-based income. You know, that that's why I'm I'm always resistant when I hear people give advice to those who are pursuing a business ideas. Like, what should I do? And they say, 
Well, make sure you do something you're passionate about. I don't know that that's great advice. I think you you find something that that generates an income and you'll become passionate about that. And then you can say, okay, what are my hobbies? What are the things I'd love to do? Now that I've got that tied down, I've, I've kind of earned my freedom a little bit to pursue some of these things that are far more interesting and fascinating and, and enjoyable. The time just flies when you're doing photography, but out of necessity, you've dove into this Amazon thing and it, it supports that other business. I love that arrangement. And I've got to believe that too, uh, I could just kind of detect as you were describing the Amazon business that you started off kind of thinking it like this is methodical and boring and you know I've got to do it. But now it seems like you're enjoying certain elements of it as you discussed it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like the challenge of uh, one thing that I, you know, for me, I always like to to keep scaling, right? Well, photography is only going to get so big because yeah. I only have so many hours that I can work and there's only so much I can charge per hour. Yeah. You're, you're trading time for, for, for money, really, ultimately. Right. But with Amazon, it disguise the limit. I mean, you know, you've got people on here that are doing million-dollar sales. And, you know, I know that that's attainable. They're not doing any magic voodoo that I can't figure out or do myself. So, to me, that's what pushes me. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be that. Yeah, you can scale it, you can automate it, you can be as involved as you want to be, or you can put a team in place and just kind of monitor the moving parts. Uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful model for many reasons, and it fits so well with, we've got a lot of homeschool families in our community, a lot of entrepreneurial families. Have you been to our live events yet, any of our live events? I haven't. I'm, I'm hoping to soon. Yeah, but I haven't been to one soon. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd love it. We do have a strong contingency. You know, we it's across the board of the type of people that come, but we have attracted a lot of homeschool families into our community who are trying to do life and business and education all under the same roof with success. We've got a lot of people like that. So I think you'd really love coming to our event and the, any plans to be with us in July, the 6th through the 8th. Well, I was about to ask you, where are you this year? I haven't even know. I'm going to have to get you on the next time because I haven't gotten that far in my, my planning, yeah. obviously. <clears throat> well, this year, 2023, it's July 6th through 8th, theprovenconference.com. We'll have all the details. We'll be talking about tickets and such soon. As we're recording this in early January, I'd say we're probably still a few weeks out from talking about ticket sales. We haven't announced the city yet publicly, but I know where it is. I just can't tell anybody yet because we've got a hotel deal we're working on. But I can tell you this, that it's reasonable driving distance from where you guys are. It's going to be a Midwest location. It's not too bad. So if it works out, it'd be be great to have you guys there. So that's my one step I can do anywhere. So if I can drive, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. You don't like to fly, yeah. huh? I don't, I don't, I don't do the flying. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife was that way for a long time. And then just so many, well, we ended up adopting internationally three times. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So she, <laughs> that, she that's to. kind of what broke her in. He's like, I'm going to go get my baby. I will get on an airplane to go get my baby. <laughs> my husband's going to Scotland this summer and he asked me to go and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> that's just too much for me. Yeah. You go on, have fun. <laughs> I get it. It's a very legitimate thing. Some people just don't. Yeah. And I, I used to be nervous about flying, but I've done it so much now. I'm actually as comfortable hopping in that as I am just, you know, hopping in my car to go to the store. I mean, it's just like, but some people, it's just, it's one of those things that just, it is weird being that high in the air. The first, you're like, what am I doing up here? <laughs> but then it becomes normal after a while. I can't leave all four of my kids on the ground and both of us go up there. I'm like, no, one of us is going to stick down here. <laughs> yeah. You, man, that you yeah. sound just like my wife when she would talk about it. She's like, is there any way we could just do one of us go? 
because yeah. we can't afford to both be, and I'll whip out the statistics. I'm like, it's far more dangerous for us to drive on the highway for an hour than it is for us both to get in an airplane. She's like, I know the statistics, but still. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance of a total rain. Yeah, but, you, but you tell car. me there's a chance, right? <laughs> yeah, I know I can certainly respect that. No, it would be a reasonable driving distance for you guys okay. to, to come over. That's, yeah. We'll have details popping out soon and it would be great for you guys to to join us. Well, was there anything else on your on your list or anything else you wanted to go over today? I really appreciate you carving out some time and sharing your story. It's been a great uh, it's been a great story. You've you've really accomplished a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you. Man, so we hit we hit the prep center, we hit maybe going through a VA. Well, I guess you could if you have a few seconds, maybe, you know, how how would you I mean, what's your go-to sourcing method? I know you've got a team now, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm using TA and Keepa, but I don't know. Are you are you into TA? Like, what what, what how do you source? If you're going to be sourcing, you know, right now we're not using TA so much as we might be in the near future. I'm a, I'm a fan of tactical arbitrage. I, I like what it does. We've actually got some new training and content coming out that emphasis emphasizes that. And keep in mind, from my perspective, I've got a team of again, you know, we've got 60 coaches here creative ideas and strategies popping up all the time. There's about 50 different ways we've identified to find profitable replant. For us right now, we've identified a few. It feels kind of like wholesale is the best way to say it, but it's not really. It's kind of like unique relationships that have gotten us into some large lists of products that we can source. And we're just methodically pounding through them using a very manual process. Because a lot of times with TA, for example, these other um, database or other list analyzing tools, they're looking for exact matches, right? And you can find yourself cruising right past incredible opportunity. So we've got our virtual assistants typing in brand names on these lists that we have access to. And that's the, that's what I'm most excited about. The simple act of going to amazon.com, typing in a brand name, and then looking at the first few pages to see what you see, looking for potential winners, right? So you, you see an item selling as a three-pack and it's obviously marked up at a significant price point. Like, is that a good replin? Oh, wow. I looked at it. It is a good replin. If we can source it for price X, this is an 80% ROI replin for us. That's, you know, that's going to sell three or four times a month. Let's track down that product because we know we have access to that brand. So let's go find that particular product with that brand. What, do, what website do we have to go to? How do we get this ordered? Can we get it added into one of our distributors? So we're playing, you know, I'll, I'll say this way too, you know, that's me kind of diving into where we're at as a mature, slightly mature business. If you were to say, okay, start all over again, find as many replens as you can, as quickly as you can, with the greatest odds of having product that you can send in and make money on, what would you do? I would go to stores near me and take pictures of store shelves. And the advantage of that is your inventory is right there. If you find some winners, go back to the store and there it is. You don't have to worry about finding stuff that looks great and you spend an hour researching, where can I find this? Like, there's nowhere to buy it. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. You like retail arbitrage a lot more. Oh, I, I just think you can find so much so fast that way. Once you're trained and understand what a good replin is. Some people still think it's, you know, you scan a barcode and okay, it's selling for $3 on the shelf. It needs to sell for at least $16 at Amazon and there's no money there. And they just scan barcodes and like, oh, can't find anything. There's nothing there. But when you look for brands and you look for, you know, multi-packs or uh, 
different sizes of the product, you know, creative bundles. You got your Hershey syrup mixed with your bag of marshmallows mixed with your whatever, you know, like those kinds of things. There's a lot of money to be made on those little simple, easy to source RA replens. They're, they really are everywhere, especially if you've got regional stores near you that are like special to your part of the world only. Maybe they've got six or eight stores that are kind of specialized in your area. You know, maybe the Southwest only, that kind of stuff. There's replens all over the place in those stores. Okay. So, you know, that's kind of the low hanging fruit all the way up to over time, we've really emphasized building relationships. And so we've got access to databases of products and distributors. And, you know, we've kind of almost the wholesaling model, I guess, is the best way to, to describe it. Um, but there's nothing special about wholesale. You know, oftentimes wholesale prices aren't any better than what you can buy the products for at Walmart. But they want you to buy a case at a time. So there's, it's not like wholesale is the holy grail of, of sourcing. But having a large list that you can kind of pour through and research through of products that you can get access to, that's what we spend a lot of our time doing. So we're finding a good three to five new great replens every day. And every week we're losing two, three, four of them for whatever reason. But a catalog's expanding. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you, you can't marry yourself to an ASIN because you're going to lose it. And then I, Eventually, yeah. when I lost my first one, that was just really good. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. But, every time I walk past it in Walmart, I'm like, man, once upon a time, you were Yeah, <laughs> you still have that emotional connection and you always remember yeah. that product. Yeah. You have a picture of that product. Just, picture hanging on your wall. Do what? <laughs> Have a picture of it hanging on your wall. Yeah. It was a grocery item I used to go in and buy just a whole thing, I mean, a shopping cart of it. And everyone would have to check out the thing. You must really like that stuff. That's, yeah, the comments you get. I like kids, they like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of times those products come back around too, you know, so keep an eye two, three months later. Yeah. Or maybe they move to a different ASIN. You know, they're still there, but someone else has closed that listing and opened another one. Right. Or it's a two pack or yeah, exactly. Right. If you do a little bit of research, you can find another good ASIN to sell against a lot of times. We've had to do that sometimes when, you know, something, the price tanks, you know, the price is lower than we'd like and we've got a bunch of it. All right, let's look around for other listings where we can sell this same product. Oh, there's one right there, right next to it. (laughs) We can just sell against that ASIN instead of the one that we don't like anymore. Uh, There's there's almost always a creative solution like that for any scenario. (laughs) Do you have a magical number where you're like, okay, this this number's dropping, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop replenishing this? Like, what is your you yeah. garbage set? I like to sell a couple a month. Two. If I'm selling two units a month, I'm happy to keep replenishing it. I don't care what other people are how fast it's selling for other people. In episode 554, I talked through not caring about the buy box and being on these really fast moving ASINs, like ASINs that drop 40 or 50 times a month, maybe they sell a thousand times a month and there's 40 sellers, let's say. And two thirds of those sellers seem to be just playing in the mud with their pricing. Most people would walk away from that ASIN. I don't. I'll go in at a price I like and I'm perfectly content to get two or three sales per month of an ASIN that's selling 1,500 times a month. There's a lot of those out there. 
there a certain percentage that you found that you can go up from the buy box and still get one or two bites a month? It's not so much about winning the buy box with a price that's near the buy box. It's more the geographical advantage that you get with a fast moving ASIN. Have you heard me talk about that before? It'd be a good way to wrap up this episode, if not. I need to get back into that. No, I have not heard that. Okay. The, the geographical advantage, and it, it sounds like a big fancy word until I explain it and like, oh, that makes sense. So you got to think of Amazon as being a bunch of little warehouses spread out all over the country, right? So let's say you've got a product, an ASIN, that's selling 2,000 times a month. That means there's between five and 10 units of that product in several warehouses around the country. And in some warehouses, there's only one or two units maybe. And then maybe in LA, there's you know, 8,000 units. And in New York, there's you know, 2,000 units. It's a fast moving product. A lot of people are selling it. Most of the inventory is in two or three big warehouses with it sprinkled about in other warehouses around the country. Does that make sense so far? Right. Okay. So now your ASIN happens to be one that's sitting in a warehouse in some rural area and you know a busy mom with four kids homeschooling needs that two hours from now. She's in a prime now. Yeah. She's like, I need this. Well, they, Amazon can't ship it in two hours from Seattle or from Chicago or from here from these big warehouses. They're going to grab it from a small regional warehouse, which is where your unit is sitting. So the buy box for that buyer is going to show your unit marked up at a very high price, mind you, as the preferred option for that customer. And they may refuse it and say, no, I'm going to wait three days and I'm going to get it from Seattle to this other buyer and save myself $9. That's fine. But enough, often enough to be worth it for you as the seller you're going to see them grab your higher priced product. And that won't even show up on a keep a chart. Right. That one sale, that won't even show up on a keep a chart. But you've made a sale, your two or three sales a month on this fast moving product that makes you very happy and keeps you justified in staying on that ASIN. Okay. Does that make sense? They, I think you've heard you say 15% is about how much higher you can price against. Well, the buy if box you're talking, if you're trying to win the buy box, but this isn't, oh. this wasn't an occasion where you won the buy box necessarily, okay. as much as it is you are that conveniently located single unit near someone who wanted it quickly. So, how do you choose a price then if you're just going off of that? Like, what, how, what's your formula for pricing? A price that you are happy with. Okay. That Amazon allows. Right. Have you ever looked? That's, that's have you ever looked at some of those um, ASINs and you see, let's say, twenty different sellers, and oh, everybody's kind of no. I, you those are those are, those can be beautiful ASINs. You want to you want to pay attention to those, okay? So and you'll notice, like, let's say of the twenty sellers, fifteen of them are all bouncing around about the same buy box price, right? right. And there's those two or three crazy people at the top that are like. 40, 50, 80% higher than everybody. Have you ever noticed them? What are they thinking? <laughs> and they've got one or two units maybe, right? What are they thinking? I'm, they're doing the strategy I'm talking about right now. If it's a fast moving ASIN, they're not going to be the ones selling 20 a day, making a dollar per sale. They're not playing in the mud with the buy box, 10% within the buy box range. and all. They're not worried about any of that. You can certainly play that game and, and do well, but they're playing a different game. They're playing the, can I sell one or two units a month to someone who wants it fast 
because my unit is sitting in a warehouse near them. And in a lot of cases, if it's a fast moving product, the odds are in your favor that someone's going to snag yours. Like I said, you're not going to be the person selling 20 or 30 a day with that strategy, but you can certainly sell a handful per month. And those are very beautiful listings for you to be on. They're great ASINs. And are you only targeting like the top 1%? You know, when you're looking at... Um... I wouldn't say top 1% necessarily as I'm looking at at least a minimum of 40 to 50 drops per month on the okay. Keepa chart. Sometimes that's a top 20% product. Sometimes it's a top 1% product. You know, that doesn't really, I'm not looking at what percent they are in their category as much as I am the number of drops. I don't care what their rank is. It's the number of rank changes that I'm counting. Tells me it's a fast mover. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That opens up a... I roll up to this point, I really am looking at um, seller count drops. So I'm looking for really Selling, coming and going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to start looking into that because I haven't really, haven't really dove into that as much. Yeah, as you as you think through it, your worst case scenario as you're testing these ASINs, your worst case scenario is you drop the price down into the mud where everyone else is playing around, and you get your money back. Right. You just give it a full month, like give it a full thirty days, and see what happens, and then start dropping. As a general rule, yeah, you don't need a repricer. Just throw it out there at a price you like and see what happens. Check on it in a month if it hasn't sold. If it does sell, send in another couple units. Try to keep it stocked. You're never deeper than two or three units a lot of times. But what you will discover some of the time is for some inexplicable reason, you can't ship it in fast enough at your price. Even while everyone else is beating each other up at a, you know, trying to stay within 5% of the buy box and trying to be one penny lower than the other guy. You know, they're all $15 lower than you doing playing that game. Yeah. And you're up here selling two or three units a week, this incredible price because it's a fast mover. And there's people who want it quickly out and they want the convenience. Right. Is there a course in proven Amazon that kind of talked about all that you're talking about? Um, that particular concept I discussed pretty deeply on podcast episode 554. And we've got some new Keepa training coming out that talks about nine or 10 Keepa strategies. And that's one of them that, that Robin and Brian dive into. But, uh, so keep an eye on that. That's coming out within the next few weeks. It's the Advanced Keepa Training Part 2. If you haven't been through the Advanced Keepa Training, the Part 1 that came out last year, it's phenomenal. Go through it. It's in the Proven Amazon course. This is part two with several more advanced Keepa strategies. That's just one. There's a whole bunch of cool ways to use Keepa that a lot of people just never even dive in and, and play with. That sounds great. Fantastic. Well, I've, I've got a, I've got another call crowding up on me at this point. We had a great episode though. And it's, yeah. it's been great hanging out with you. Was there, was there any final thoughts or comments or do you think we kind of covered it all? No, yeah, I think we covered everything for the most part. So thank you for having me on here. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Looking forward to uh, hopefully meeting you guys in July as you drive yeah. over to yeah, drive our host there. state. Yep. <laughs> we'll get you guys there. Uh, but let me just talk to the listeners for a second as we wrap this one up, okay? For those who joined Chelsea and I today, hopefully you were blessed and encouraged and got your creative juices going after some of the conversation that, that we enjoyed today. Hopefully that benefited you. We're, we sure appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you want to hear more great episodes like this, if you're new around here, you should know we've got hundreds of interviews with proven Amazon course students who have gone from, in some cases, knowing nothing about e-commerce to building really great businesses. And if you want to hear those stories, just go to silentgym.com 
start with the most recent episodes and scroll back, you'll see what I'm talking about. Just dozens and dozens of recent episodes, hundreds for the past few years. And we've got a Facebook group too with about 72,000 people around the world who are hanging out all day, every day. It's a completely free group talking about these business ideas. We'd love to have you join us. There's a link for that at Silent Gym, as well as everything else that Chelsea and I talked about today. Hey, one last time, Chelsea, thank you so much. You were a great guest today. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Good hanging out with you. On behalf of the whole team, God bless all the business building warriors out there. We will have another great episode for you very soon. Talk to you then. Hey, one last thing before I let you go. Just a little reminder. Now that the show is over, it's a great time to go check out Rev Seller. I've told you before, it's one of the top three most popular tools used in our massive Amazon seller community. It puts information right on the screen when you're on Amazon.com that helps you make great buying decisions about your inventory very fast. Is this a winner or is it a loser? Rev Seller can help you make great decisions. Check out the special offer they have just for listeners of this community. It's the best price you'll find anywhere on this tool at Proven. AmazonCourse.com slash RevSeller, R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. Hey, see you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.